Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoy today's safety talk. We are going to do something a little bit different today, something that we have not done at the Safety Council before. We, as manufacturers on the board, always talk about, you know, hey, people get hurt on these big topics, lockout, tagout, and PPE, and how can we train our group when not everybody necessarily deals with those things? You know, there's a lot of schools and cities of, and maybe those topics don't pertain to them. Maybe they don't have forklifts or things like that. I know we had some restaurants here. They don't have maybe forklifts. Um, So what we decided to do is put together what we're going to call our crash course. We're going to do 10 or 15 minutes on the topics. So what the intention is, is not to give you the in-depth training of what you need, but it's going to give you a good overview of the most important things. And I worked with the BWC. We came up with this list of the three most important things for each one of these topics. So there are some handouts on your table. If you don't have one in front of you, if you can find the pile and hand those out to everybody. Those are kind of the answers to the quiz. <laughs> so you're going to want those. You can, uh, you know, take notes on these. Make stars on little things that uh, maybe you need to look into further. So then the second part of this is we're going to put the rest of the details on our website. So at the bottom it says go to the Portage County Safety Council website. Over the next week or so we'll be putting like the OSHA links to all of these topics, any resources that we used, and the rest of the stuff that, that can go on there. So If you hear something and you're like, oh, maybe we do need to look at lockout tagout at a subway, for example, because we have meat slicing. Those are kinds of things that, you know, then you can get more information. So I'm going to get started with lockout tagout and what it actually is. I abbreviate it L-O-T-O. I think a lot of companies do that. It's in a lot of places. So by show of hands, how many companies have complete lockout tagout training program? Fantastic. How many companies do not have to or don't or don't want to or whatever have a lockout tagout program? Great. So the handful that maybe didn't want to raise their hands, they weren't 100% confident in that. But uh, you guys are the ones I'm kind of working on. The rest of you, this is going to be training for like your other category. This is what you can teach to your office or the UPS driver that comes in, those kind of things. Um, so the OSHA standard is 1910-147, and you can look that up. I put a picture of this tag on here because I kind of liked that it had a picture of their family. It says, this is why I work safe. And you might not be able to see it real well, but you could have anybody put their family pictures on there. And then an example of what a lockout might actually look like. Um, So other people that are in your plant, um, but don't necessarily work on your equipment, that's what this kind of information is for. We kind of talked about that already. So we know there's already authorized and affected employees So those people are going to need more training than this. This is what the the OSHA site that we're going to post will give you some more information on. But why is lockout tagout really, really important? This is going to get graphic. So I know we just ate and I debated about this. There's blood (laughs) in this next picture. If you don't want to see it, you can look down. I won't spend much time on it. (laughs) But, you know, the reason that we do lockout tagout is not just because OSHA says so. We do it and we check it and we audit it because of a good reason. So, all right, avert your eyes. So this is Ruben, and this was Ruben's hand. He's missing some fingers. Bad deal. Bad day for Ruben. The next picture is the guy. I don't know how well you can see it with the lights on, but uh, there's there's presses that are rolling, and his legs are going in very unnatural position. All right. So enough of that bad stuff, right? So that's why when you think about lockout tagout, don't think about, oh, that's what OSHA says we have to do. Think about 
this is what we're going to do because we don't want those things to happen to our employees, to our friends, to our coworkers, to our company. Okay, so lockout tagout identification. So this is the lock and the tag and the key for our company. On the back side of that tag, it has the person's name real big and says, warning, don't operate this equipment. The guys in the shop kind of like it because, you know, we started lettering all of our tags and, and uh, locks and we started with AA and then went to AB and this one's BS and I just happened to grab that for a picture and the guys always get a kick out of that. So you guys get the benefit of that today too. So you want to make sure that you know what your locks look like. They should all be similar to make it easy to identify. They don't have to be, but it sure makes it easier to identify a red lock. And there's one key for each one of those locks. There's details of you can have a second key. I'm not going to get into all that. For the other people, they need to know there's one kind of lock. Here's the lock. This is what it looks like. There's a key and the person whose lock is on there has possession of that key. And then there's an ID tag that says who it is and hey, warning, stop, don't touch this. So you know it is a lockout lock. That's the second thing. They need to know that when they see those locks, they don't touch them. Just don't touch them. That's the best policy you can have. If you see one of those red locks, you don't remove it. You don't mess with the equipment. If you have a question or you need to run that kind of stuff, you talk to either a supervisor or somebody that would be operating that machine and talk to them because they are going to have more information. Isolate the energy. Okay, so this is where you guys get to participate a little bit. What kind of energy? So we always think about electrical energy, right? That's what everybody says. Lockout, tag out, you think electricity. What other kinds do we have? Hydraulic. Hydraulic, great. Chemical, there certainly can be chemicals there. Are you thinking like chemicals come together and they may change? They have an energy. They could create pressure inside if they... Yeah, or be released on someone. Yeah, okay. Gravity, that's the one that I really wanted to talk about. Gravity is definitely something you need to think about when you're doing your lockout tag out. And it's something that any building, anybody can have. This machine that it flips up and then there's a chain and it just goes back down. And I was walking by and just happened to notice it was flipped up and the guy was about to replace the chain. And it was like in slow motion. I'm like, no, as he like undoes the chain and the whole thing flips down and whacked him and moved him over a little bit and scared the daylights out of both of us. So, you know, things like that gravity. If he would have put a couple of four by fours under there and blocked it up, no problem. So think about gravity. What else do we have? Pneumatic. Good. What was that? Thermal. Yeah, thermal energy. Steam. Good. So also springs. There are springs in things. And depending on how big the spring is, it can hold a lot of energy. So those are things we need to take a look at. So make sure your lockout tagout programs include all of those. You can write all those things down in that little spot on that worksheet. And then the most important thing for lockout tagout, even if you don't have a program or if you have a piece of equipment that's new, whatever comes in, the thing that you want to always do is verify that it's not going to start. Push all the buttons, try to start it, turn on the key, whatever it is that makes the machine normally go, you need to try that. It's so important that you check and verify that the thing that you think you locked out really is locking out the thing that you think you locked out. Does that make sense? <laughs> I need to call Dr. Seuss. I need to write a book about that. <laughs> so anyway, things can be run in really weird directions. The valves may not be operating properly. You may lock something out on the outside, but the valve on the inside is broken. So there's just so many things that can happen. So make sure you verify that. Make sure your people are verifying that.
Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbeam, or Stitcher. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about how your company can earn up to a 4% Ohio BWC premium rebate by becoming an active member of the Portage County Safety Council, please visit our website at www.portagecountysafetycouncil.wordpress.com. The preceding information is for entertainment purposes only. Views expressed may not reflect the views of any affiliated or sponsoring individuals or organizations. Listeners should carefully weigh information provided and seek advice from an appropriate professional before implementing. Listener discretion is advised.